Welcome to A Shower of Roses. I'm Jenna, your host. On this podcast, we read together the readings for the upcoming Sunday Mass in the Roman Catholic Church, so that when you walk into Mass on Sunday, you feel enlightened and empowered with the knowledge of the Gospel that you need to have a meaningful and personal experience with Christ every week. I'm Catholic, but you certainly don't have to be to listen to this podcast. The Gospel is for anyone, anywhere, at any state of life. We're so glad you're here. Welcome back to the podcast. Today is the second Sunday of Easter, a.k.a. Divine Mercy Sunday. And this week I am joined by my wonderful, wonderful friend, Lisa Marciano. How are you, Lisa? Oh, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Jenna. I love this podcast, so I'm really excited to be chatting with you today. I love you because this podcast <laughs> I is love <like> you. <laughs> kind of inspired <laughs> by you and our friend Dan because you guys were my Bible study leaders, my leaders of oh, our that's work. Sweet. We can't take the credit, though. That was a Father Nordeman and Sarah Bacha thing. However, Word is still <laughs> one of my favorite memories, and I remember our awesome Word group Monday nights. We were we were amazing, right? It was yeah. fun. <laughs> it was the best. Um, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what your faith journey is is and was? Sure. Yeah. So I remember being a kid and um, loving going to mass and I was just always faithful. And I remember learning the song, Thy Word, if you remember that song, Thy Word is a lamp to my feet. I don't know. You you probably And I just remember I would always sing that around the house and I just always loved God. And then, of course, I went to a Catholic school and in high school, uh, of course, a lot of your guests talk about their experience with Kairos. So that's when my faith really deepened. Um, of course, my faith life ebbs and flows, but, um, you know, God's always a constant for me. I always prioritize mass and being part of the Newman Center at Westchester University really helped my faith life thrive, uh, including our experience with word. And now I'm working in a Catholic school. So it's really, I feel very blessed to have my Catholic faith as the center of my life still. So it's been awesome. That's awesome. Um, how is it working at, like, if you don't mind my asking, how is it working at a Catholic school? Um, like, I feel like Catholic school is different than it was when we went to high school, like in 2020, how do you feel like the experience of being like a Catholic high schooler is? Or do you think it is different? Yeah. I just feel like they deal with a lot um, more than we did. <laughs> oh, they are. They're dealing with a lot. I mean, especially with an I can't speak on their behalf, but I mean, you look at social media. I, I look back at when I was a kid, I'm so thankful we didn't have access to all of that. I really am. And they have a lot more to not navigate. It's a lot more complicated for kids now, but what's really nice about our students is, I mean, we've got a great campus minister. Our teachers are faith filled and they are, they, they're real with the kids. So these kids, you know, they feel open. They can come to their teachers with any help they need. They're prayerful. And we have a peer ministry club and these kids are so devoted and they start their own prayer sessions. I mean, at lunchtime, they they all put their lunch bags outside the 
um, the chapel there and they go inside and they take some of their lunch and just pray on their own. They lead their own service. It's just so beautiful. I mean, so yeah, it, it's definitely different. However, the faith aspect is very similar, especially when you look at those kids that go on retreat and then when they come back, you, you see that new life renewed within them. It's it's really cool to witness it from an outside point of view for sure. But mm. yeah, kids nowadays definitely have more challenges than we did for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You ready to dive into these readings? Absolutely. Divine right. mercy. Divine mercy. So we're going to start with Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. They devoted themselves to the teaching of the apostles and to the communal life, to the breaking of bread and to the prayers. All came upon everyone, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their property and possessions and divide them among all according to each one's need. Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple area and to breaking bread in their homes. They ate their meals with exultation and sincerity of heart, praising God and enjoying favor with all the people. And every day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Yeah. Love, I love Acts of the Apostles. Oh my gosh, there's a lot there, and it's not even that long, but there's a lot. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's it's really them like summing up what happens like right after Pentecost, and it's they're summarizing like these huge things, like they're kind of defining Christian life, like that just that first verse. Um, they devoted themselves to the teaching of the apostles, the communal life, and the breaking of the bread and to the prayers. Like they basically yeah, just described. It. Matt, like the liturgy. Yeah. You know I, mean? um, I love it. Yeah. Anything else? That, what sticks out to you in this, in this reading? Um, really? The first thing that popped out to me was that, like you said, worshiping and the communal life and the significance of worshiping together. I think, especially now as a society with, you know, the coronavirus and that all of this recent news that we're going through, I mean, we're really feeling what it's like to kind of be forced to worship on our own. Of course, digitally, we're uniting and listening to mass and, you know, faith podcasts, but there's something so significant in being together in worship. And I think the absence of it now is making it even more beautiful when we'll finally be able to worship together. It's, yes. it's going to be Easter, Easter times a million. <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah, that's I, the first gonna thing. It's going to be so true. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Well, Lisa and I are recording this like a month ahead of time. So we don't know. <laughs> we don't know whether we'll be at, <laughs> we will be able to I know, go I when this past. comes out. Um, I can't even imagine like Easter and Easter time without the community of, of the church. You know what I mean? It's going to be, it's going to be a tough one. Yeah. Um, something else that stuck out to me was, uh, how they ate meals with exultation. And I know this is simple, but, uh, you know, we say grace before meals, but sometimes it's just so rote, you know? Like, like, do we really sit down and before we eat, really give thanks to God? And I, maybe most of us can hopefully say yes, but I know myself, sometimes I'll start eating and I'll forget, you know, just, just yes. saying thank you to God for the simple things. 
Yes, yes. Yeah, that's so true. Eating meals with exaltation and sincerity of yep. heart. Like, I I don't know. How do you eat? How do I eat my meal with sincerity? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, with sincerity I, of heart. Right? Yeah. A lot of times I'm just shoveling it in, you know? <laughs> Watching Netflix, you know? <laughs> It's like we, yeah, we have to be thankful for, for every moment, but yeah. Yeah, so true. All right, awesome. Cool. Shall Ooh. we move on to the second reading? Sounds good. All right, so the second reading is from First uh, Peter chapter 1, verses 3 to 9. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is his great mercy, I'm sorry, who in his great mercy gave us a new birth to a living hope. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by the power of God are safeguarded through faith, to a salvation that is ready to be revealed in the final time. In this you rejoice, although now for a little while you may have to suffer through various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that is perishable even though tested by fire, may prove to be for praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Although you have not seen him, you love him. Even though you did not see him, now yet believe in him. You rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy as you attain the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls." Wow. That's beautiful. beautiful. It really is. And it's comforting. <laughs> right. Yes. It really is. We need that. <laughs> yeah. You may yeah. have to suffer through various trials um, so that the genuineness of your faith may be revealed. Yeah. That is just summing it up. It's very comforting right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love this last part too. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to go ahead. No, no, no. Oh no, it's okay. I think there's a little delay. Anyway, please, please continue, Jenna. Um, just that last part that although you have not seen him, you love him. Yeah, I know. And, and that really, that kind of with doubting Thomas and, um, not, not that I want to get ahead of myself here, but I think that I love when the readings go hand in hand, of course. And another line that really stuck out to me was that our inheritance is imperishable, unfading and kept in heaven. Who better to guard this than God? I mean, like sometimes I, when I think about heaven, I get a little nervous, like, oh, I've, I've been sinful. You know, I don't I, I want to get to heaven. Thank God we have purgatory. Thank God. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Just to hear to hear that God is safeguarding our place in heaven. Like he wants us there. You know, he's right. a loving and inviting God. He's not some accountant God tallying up our sins or some, you know, like mean God, like waiting for us to trip up. Like he's he's guarding our spot. So it's I love hearing that. But again. I'm sorry if this is outdated since we're living through this quarantine right now. It's kind of like what what we're all in right now. But um, I, just thinking about how material things don't really matter as much. We're in the we're in this world. We're not of the world. And I don't know. Right now, that's kind of what's been on my mind, my little mantra lately. So it's it's nice to hear that line. And you know, faith is the most important. Yep. Yeah. It's it's how about constant. you, Jenna? No, yeah. I so agree with yeah. you. It is the, it's the constant. It's the only thing that's, that is stable right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, like, no, yeah. Even the things that I assumed would be stable, like 
you know, going to work. Nope, not stable. Right. But, um, yeah. you know, God is constant. God is constant. Amen. Thank yeah. God for that. <laughs> yeah. We are in the world, but not of it. I love that. That's going to be my mantra, too. Good. We've got this. <laughs> we got it. All right, my friend, you want to go on to the gospel? Sure thing. Okay, so the gospel this week is John chapter 20, verses 19 to 31. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked, where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger into the nail marks and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs. They come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. Amen. <sighs> what yeah. strikes you about Thomas, Lisa? <laughs> oh, doubting Thomas. I Sometimes I feel for him and sometimes I get frustrated with him, you know? Mm. <laughs> we... I'm sure we can all relate to him. Um, but yeah, I, I do feel for him and uh, you know, Jesus kind of puts him in his place when he says, well, I, that's why you believe because you've seen, do you relate to doubting Thomas, Jenna? I do. I do. And I feel like, um, I feel like the sass that Jesus gives him, like when, <laughs> when he's like, but I love that because sometimes I pray, like we, we become very demanding in our prayer. Like Jesus, I'm not going to do this unless like you show me a, B and C, you know what I mean? Oh my gosh. The bargaining. Yeah. The bargaining. <laughs> right. Like I'm, uh, I, it's a big problem for me. Um, and oh. so when I, um, when I'm like, I don't know when I, when I ask those big prayers of Jesus and these kind of like bold demanding prayers, um, and Jesus is like, shush, like, I don't know. Like you have no, I I don't know. I have no right to be like demanding something of him. He's God. You know what I mean? Um, and so I, I get, I get Thomas because, you know, they're saying something that seems, that seems impossible. And, um, sometimes it's, it is really difficult for us to, um, accept the things that seem impossible. Yeah. And uh, this reading always, this gospel always reminds me of, you know, as Catholics, 
Um, if, if you're Catholic, when you're in second grade, you receive the Eucharist, right? And, and we're told to believe that that is truly God. And I through and through do believe it. And, you know, some Sundays it's easier to really grasp that than others. Sometimes it's, again, kind of like saying grace before four meals. Like, if I really believe that that's Jesus, I better be so prayerful and reverent before I'm receiving him. You know, it's, it's another Doubting Thomas thing where some Sundays I'll pro- and I'm always, you know, respectful. But am I always cognizant of that really God? And, you know, so... I, I can definitely sympathize with him there too, where, you know, it's easy to forget or if, if I don't see it or, you know, hear it with my own ears or see it with my own eyes, it, it's sometimes hard. It is. Yeah. 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 And so I, I do like this reading though, because I think we need relatable biblical um, people. You know what I mean? Like it, it's hard when we, when we read all of Jesus's miracles, sometimes we're like, Oh my gosh, Jesus is amazing. And I'm like, <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm the worm. You know what I mean? But like, I like, yes. I, I like the readings where, where there's a character that not a character, but a, a figure that I can, you know, I can relate to. And Jesus doesn't condemn him. Um, he he, he says the yeah. first word he says is peace. Um, and then he's like, come yeah. here, let me show you truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let me, let me show you what is real. And and I think that's how God, that, that's how the Lord is with us. He's, he's tender and, and, um, and wants to give us peace. And that's for sure. And yeah, we did see sassy Jesus in this gospel. However, Jesus was willing to give Thomas what he needed, right? He needed to see it, to believe it. So God, you know, he holds us to certain expectations, but he is loving. And I, I know he'll meet us where we need him to, to also. So it's kind of cool to see both sides of Jesus uh, in one reading like that, in, in one story. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and that reminds me of Peter too. Peter's my all time favorite. I love Peter I, when, when he denies Jesus and then Jesus gives him, you know, the three chances to, <laughs> to redeem himself. I, I, you're right. I agree. It's, it's nice and comforting to be able to relate to these people, you know, they're, they're normal people like us. Yeah. So, yeah, they're just normal guys trying yeah. All right. Awesome. So, so Lisa, what, um, what do you think is a challenge for us that we can take into the week based on these readings? Yeah, well, going along with that theme of, um, faith, I, I think that as we prepare to pray every day, or as we prepare to receive communion, if that's what we're going to do, I think we need to really, um, kind of put more focus on the preparation stages of that. So um, if you're if you're going to receive communion at mass, really be prayerful about it and cognizant of the fact that it really is Jesus there. And try not to only focus on our senses, but to, you know, pray for faith. Maybe, maybe ask God to give us faith if we're feeling um, you know, a little bit uh doubtful. And, you know, but don't be too hard on yourselves because Jesus does meet us where we need to be. Mm. Amen. He does. He really does. Oh, thank you so much. That was such a good, he meets us where we need, where we are. Amen. Lisa, thank you so much for doing this. Jenna, it was a pleasure. Thanks for asking me. I love your podcast. Thanks for the wonderful work you're doing and you're bringing so many people closer to Christ through your work. So thank you. Thank you, honey. I appreciate it. Just love you.
I love you. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. And it would be awesome if you could give us a good rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. Those ratings help us get this message of the gospel out to as many people as possible. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at A Shower of Roses and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash A Shower of Roses podcast. You can also check out A Shower of Roses podcast.com for more information about the show or to send us an email or feedback. We'll see you back here next Wednesday. God bless you and have a great week.